Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Dawson Brewer Show. And we're having a few technical issues right now. Austin will be with us in just a few moments. And I want to cover some stuff with you guys today. And I got to let you know something here. You know, yesterday we played a, a rerun. Now, we were basically always, you know, I'm always asked, you guys are always asking me. And the other day, Drew, a good friend of mine, came up and said, hey, Ted, you know, sometimes you get really technical on stuff and you start going real fast and saying a lot of stuff and it doesn't make any sense. You know, is there any way you can continue to play reruns on shows that you give us a lot of technical data in order to allow us to kind of come up to speed as to what you're talking about? <laughs> I started laughing and I said, that's exactly why every so often we will play a tape or a show that I've done when we talk about the blood of Christ or we talk about frequencies or we talk about energy fields because we've got to know that you guys are up to speed with us. And that's why I do that like I did yesterday. And plus sometimes also, we get a schedule conflict or we have a technical difficulty. So when we do play a rerun like we did yesterday, which I talked about toroidal fields, scalar potential, and how the universe is built, there's a reason I pick specific shows and I do that with them on an ongoing basis because a lot of times when we cover really technical data, sometimes, quite frankly, you know, we've got to bring everybody up to speed on it. And if they just started listening to the show, which we have so many new people listening every day, we, we can't do that without playing a few shows, kind of like a primer. So thank you so much for, for basically having patience with us when we do that. Last night, I got a text in from uh, Dr. Tenpenny, and uh, it was pretty intense. And it, and it dealt with these RNA vaccines and nanotech biology and a lot of things that I'm going to go into detail about. I'm going to read you part of this text. Now, she was very clear about this. She says there's no way to verify. In other words, it can't be vetted. But she's seeing a lot of stuff about what they're talking about, which seems to be true. And apparently, a person is working at one of the major manufacturers of these vaccine, these kill shots, and they found out that a lot of people at the high levels are being paid large amounts of money to keep their mouth shut. In other words, they're having to sign non-disclosure disclaimers and all kinds of other things as far as they won't talk about what's really in the shots. Remember last week when we had Dr. Lee Merritt on, uh, Dr. Merritt said that when you look at the enclosed ingredients in the shots, it's left blank on purpose because as an experimental use vaccine, which they still are, by the way, we talked about that in depth, they don't have to tell you what's in it and that they're being given lots of money and having to sign confidentiality agreements and more legal agreements so never talk about what's in the shot. In short, once you take the jab in a matter of minutes, a plastic-like synthetic microscopic structure is spreading throughout the body and it invades the capillaries. It attaches itself to the most fragile and weakened internal organs. Now, I wanted to read that to you because it says it can increase the risks of myocarditis and heart attack and cause other types of problems with ovarian issues, ovarian cancer, lung problems, kidney, prostate issues. The list goes on and on and on. And she says this is no design error. But it's done with the exact purpose of basically creating a problem with your organs. Now, she talks about some other stuff in here that I can't vet, so I'm not going to bring it up at all. But the thing about this is that we have to think through what we're doing when we decide to inject stuff into our body. We really, really do. Now, I want to talk about Morgellons today, and I want to talk about nanotechnology. And, and a year ago, we were one of the only shows, actually, that talked about Dr. Charles Lieber from Harvard Who's been arrested by the FBI for selling nanotechnology and sharing this information with the Chinese at Wuhan in order to build this biotech, should I say, RNA vaccine that's changing us internally and causing our bodies to manufacture and produce spike proteins? But what we need to realize is how 
how brilliant Lieber is. You know, his father was also worked, you know, in the region of satellite systems as far as the technology that was available. And they said that many of him, many of the guys said that he was basically CIA or Mossad. And Lieber is, I, I personally believe, is a dual Israeli citizen. And all of these roads lead back to Zionism. And it's very frustrating to me because I don't like believing stuff like that. But it's just every time you do it and you start digging into it, you find this. And his Wikipedia page says he's an American chemist and pioneer in nanoscience and nanotechnology. And he was named by the Thomson Reuters as the leading chemist in the world for the decade of 2000 and 2010 based on the impact of his scientific publications. And he is known for his contributions to the synthesis, assembly, and characterization. Listen, listen. The assembly and his characterization of nanoscale materials and nanodevices, the application of nanoelectric devices in biology, and as a mentor to numerous leaders in nanoscience. He was a professor at Harvard University. He's published over 400 papers in peer-reviewed journals and has edited and contributed many books on nanoscience. Until 2020, he was the chair of the Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology at Harvard and held a joint appointment in that department and the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences as the Joshua and Beth University Friedman professor. He was the principal inventor on over 50 issued U.S. patents and applications and joined nanotechnology company Nanosys as a co-finder in 2001 and Vista Therapeutics in 2007. In 2012, Lieber was awarded the Israeli Wolf Prize in Chemistry. I personally believe he's a dual Israeli citizen. And a special citizen ceremony held at the Israeli Knesset. On 28th of January 2020, Lieber was arrested on charges of making false statements to the U.S. Department of Defense and to Harvard investigators regarding his participation in China's Thousand Talents programs, which has received criticism and a threat to national security. Now, I'll let you do some more research on him yourself. I'm going to post some more stuff about him on our website. But we've got to realize who this guy is. And we also have to realize the involvement of basically the science of what happened with Israel. You know, when we go back, there's an article I'm posting again. It's called The Dancing Israelis. The FBI documents shed light on apparent Mossad foreknowledge of 9-11 attacks. Now we have to go to Dr. Judy Wood, who's a structural engineer, and her book, Where, W-H-E-R-E, Where Did the Towers Go? And she said the towers are basically uh, <laughs> molecularly disassociated. you got to read the book. In other words, they came apart of the seams. In other words, the molecules that held the towers together came apart, and that's why there was all that smoke and dust that billowed from the towers, which was the solid material that was being vaporized. She thinks it was done from some type of satellite-based weapon system that basically caused molecular disassociation. In other words, the entire tower somehow had been radiated from space and had basically started to come apart. It became very, very hot. That's why people were jumping out of the windows. And the entire tower, with the addition of nanothermite, was able to be basically, how should I say, disassociated. It was just, just, it just put the powder. And she said the amount of debris they hauled off, and she gives all the technical specifics of this. Remember, she is, an, is basically a, 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 an engineer in physics and how things are put together and taken apart. Dr. Judy Wood, I highly recommend you read her book, Where Did the Towers Go?, but anyhow, let's go ahead and go back to the nanotechnology aspect of what's happening here. We need to realize who this guy Lieber is, and we need to realize how the Rothschilds, the Bank of England, which is controlled by the Rothschilds, how the CFR, how the 
International Monetary Fund and how this entire group of globalists and bloodline families who own BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, how they've used mass surveillance and nanotech and bioweapons to sustain their, quote-unquote, new world order they're trying to bring in, which in essence is the old world order. goes on to say in this article, indicted Harvard nanoscientists, I posted this on the website, Charles M. Lieber, investigations have taken an unexpected turn into the Rothschild banking cartel. David Snardoff hired Lieber's father, Roger I. Lieber, to engineer radar, satellite, and missile systems that could deliver microbe payloads, according to Sarnoff's well-publicized 1926 dystopian vision of the devastating consequences of new miracles in science. Now, I'm going to say something to you guys, and this is really important on what we see here and what we understand. You know, we need to realize that Charles Lieber, M. Lieber, is the director of the Weizmann Institute of Israel, and both Lord Rothschild and David Starnoff, both members of the Pilgrim Society and Zionists, were also fellows in the Israeli Bioscience Weissman Institute. And we need to understand for a second that the founder of RCA and NBC had in common with the Rothschilds and Lieber's biotech activities. And now we show that Rothschilds are practically the only common thread in the story of the British Empire's drive for permanent global control through a new corporatist-controlled imperial British federalism with america inside of the tent i'm going to post this whole article for you guys to read and i don't have time to read you the whole article because i'm covering too much other information today but i want to talk about nanotechnology and what they're going to do with nanotechnology and how they've developed it now i've covered parts of this before so i've got to be careful not to be redundant with you guys but you have to understand what they're trying to do is tie us in to an internet antenna and we're going to discuss that today this is being done through the biotechnology and the nanotubules that are being injected at you through the RNA vaccines. You say, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is this. There's graphene oxide that these nanotubules are made out of that Lieber worked on inside of these vaccines that you're being injected with. And they're self-assembling nanobots. And they start to produce and to grow inside of your body after you've been injected. They produce massive amounts of spike proteins, which adhere to organs by the trillions they produce them. And some people are now saying they're targeting the ovaries and the testicles. Now, i got to stop for one second. got to talk to you about cellular sexual differentiation. I've asked several medical doctors on the show about this, and they're not really specialists in this field, and they haven't really studied it, and so neither uh, any of them have answered it. So I'm going to say it, and I'm going to start it over again. When you are born, when you are conceived as a mammal, you are always conceived as a mammal, as a female. It's because of the Y chromosome of the male that tells the mother to start producing testosterone from her ovaries, which allow the ovaries in the developing fetus to turn into testicles. The basically clitoris turns into a penis. Everything changes because of the Y chromosome and because of the influx of testosterone from the female's ovaries and her adrenal glands which give you the secondary sexual characteristics of a male very important that we understand that that's number one so when you take a female who's been injected with nanotechnology with spike proteins who's pregnant there's a high probability the little girl is not going inside of her body is not going to be able to produce eggs so they'll never have eggs they'll never be able to have children in addition to that they probably won't have proper ovarian development, 
And the little boy whose the ovaries turn into testicles, he will never have proper testicular development, which will create an entire race, an entire species, a subset species of transgenders. This is the goal. Because in their sick, twisted, warped minds, they feel, and I talked about some TV evangelists last week in depth who believe the same thing, that God is a transgender. This is all Kabbalah. And that the snake in a tree they call Einsof is neither male nor female, but a transgender and has both sexes. So that's the ultimate goal they feel for us is not to be able to reproduce without test tubes and basically based upon what they want as far as the worker class. So what they can do, they can produce scientists, drones, workers, whatever they want based upon the DNA of what they use in their test tube babies. This technology has been around for a long, long time in test tube applications. They tell you now they can help you to determine whether you want a boy or a girl. This technology is 30 years old by spinning the sperm of the male to only give you X or Y chromosome sperm when they fertilize an egg. This is old, old technology has been around for decades and decades. The stuff that I'm talking about is nanotechnology that was probably, listen to me, it's going to get weird, was retro-engineered from Roswell and from the, from, the, from, the, from the captured spacecraft, interdimensional demonic spacecraft, either from the fallen angels or some type of demons. Now you say, well, why does a demon need a spaceship? Glad you ask. I asked that same question years and years ago to Dr. Chuck Missler when I was having lunch with him. It was me, Chuck, and Lynn Breidenbach. They're both dead now. I'm the only person still standing from those three, from, us, from the three of us that day. And Charles said to me, he goes, he goes, Chuck Chuck said to me, he goes, well, he goes, why, would, why do you think you could tell an extraterrestrial or a fallen angel what they're supposed to travel in? And I thought, whoa, well said. Now, here's the point on all of this stuff. We're not alone in this universe. The Bible tells us we're not alone. And the sooner that we all understand that our affairs on this planet are being orchestrated by a quote-unquote extraterrestrial intelligence, be it a fallen angel, a demon, or whatever you want to call it, a Draco reptilian alien, I don't care. You need to understand that this whole thing is basically a lie that we've been taught and told by the CIA and by our governments for the past hundred years. Yesterday, I have a good friend of mine, top secret NASA clearance during Apollo. This guy's going to come on the show. He's agreed to come on the show. He's bringing his badge from NASA to show he worked for NASA, to show it to me. He's probably going to wish to remain anonymous because the last time he went public with this information, he received death threats. So just let you know that to start with. Now, I'm going to tell you some things he told me yesterday. We sat for two hours yesterday here at the house and we talked. He worked on the Apollo project. He was one of the top electrical engineers in Apollo. He told me that he's the one on the lunar excursion module that actually put the foil on the legs and the feet of the lunar excursion module because he was directly involved in its production. He also was able to go and stick his head inside of the lunar excursion module. He said when they tested the lunar excursion module, basically either in Houston, whether he told me it was Houston or in the Cape Canaveral area, and they ignited the rockets, it blasted a giant hole underneath the limb lunar excursion module because of the thrust of the rockets when it went to the moon he was watching with land he was he was in the top basically visual tv area of nasa when it landed on the moon and he said they had malfunctions of the rockets malfunctions with everything else 
and the guy who was flying this basically this lem was just as calm as he was talking like he was talking to me and you and then he lands and then suddenly there's a video of this lunar excursion module landing supposedly there was a camera on the leg and it goes into eight inches of silt on the moon and doesn't have any dust so my friend asked in the middle of this meeting uh where's the dust they told him to shut up and get out just thought i'd mention this to you just i've got this information yesterday shut up use his name get out you asked too many questions so he got up and he left got up and he left he said that when he got back into the room you know several hours later he got to watch the tape that when the lunar excursion module had landed when he looked at the aluminum foil that he had placed on the legs he said that there was no dust on any of them so how in the world did this thing land in addition to that, we spoke in detail about the Van Allen radiation belt yesterday, and he kept asking the scientists how in the world they're getting through the Van Allen radiation belt to get to the moon, and he was told repeatedly, shut up, we don't talk about that. Then he asked them when he was looking at the limb, he said, where's the lead shielding to get through the Van Allen radiation belt? They told him, shut up, we don't talk about that, we can't provide enough thrust or fuel to have the ship take off with lead shielding. Okay, I've told you this before. I'm going to tell it to you again. The entire Apollo program was a psychop being used by the CIA with Richard Nixon to complete what happened with John F. Kennedy when he said we were going to send a man to the moon and return him back to Earth by the end of the decade. It was a big rush. It was a big, how should I say, a rush to the moon to go against Russia, who also had the top German rocket scientists they had gotten from World War II, along with Werner von Braun that we had gotten from World War II. In fact, Bob Hope one time said when Sputnik went into orbit and they were wondering why the United States had not set a satellite in orbit, he said, obviously, their German rocket scientists are smarter than our German rocket scientists. All right? Now, Next question is, Ted, have we been to the moon? My question, my answer to you completely is this. Yes, absolutely. We have been to the moon, period. I believe we've been to the moon. Do I believe we did it with Apollo? Absolutely not. That was a psychop done by the CIA. That was the same reason that they shut down the shuttle program. The shuttle program was too expensive. We have anti-gravity technology that was developed by Germany almost 100 years ago that we have the technology available for. Yesterday, now stay with me, friends. This is some important stuff I'm covering today. Yesterday, they, did, they, they disclosed the new uniforms for Trump's Space Force. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Why do we have a Space Force? I mean, we have like spaceships and Space Force and astronauts. And we have an entire military designation now for the Space Force of the United States. Why is that? Because this technology has been around for a long, long time, and we have rockets that can take you back to E.T.'s home and back, and ships that can do that from an interdimensional interface because they've been designed through the, how should I say, the reconstruction of the Roswell ships and the technology that we obtained from that and from the interdimensional interface that these demons have provided these scientists for blood sacrifice here on this planet and for worshiping them. It goes back to this weird stuff like this. And they say, well, gosh, Ted, this sounds absolutely nuts. I agree with you. This all sounds nuts to me. But when I got that text from my friend, my doctor friend last night, she was, and she goes, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable, the nanotech. Let's stop for a second. Let's go back 120 years. We had Wilbur Wright at Kitty Hawk, and we're flying a plane that's basically got a lawnmower motor on it, makes it for like two or 300 feet. It was basically a box kite with wings, 
and suddenly we have F-22 Raptors, which are antiquated technology. We have all of these, quote-unquote, high-flying assets that Trump talked about. We have literally a breakaway civilization on this country, in, in our country and in the world with advanced assets. The reason they retired the space shuttle, it was antiquated. They don't need it. They have anti-gravity technology, and it was too much money to keep pumping into NASA to basically keep the ruse going on. I mean, how do you think we're supposed to be getting all of this, how should I say, heavy equipment up into space right now into the International Space Station? Hmm? Yeah? Are we doing it on little little tiny rockets? How are we doing that? Nobody talks about that. It's like they told my buddy yesterday. He used to work for NASA with his top-secret clearance. Shut up and go outside. I'll tell you one more story, he told me. And there's another story I can't tell you. It deals with ETs, but I can't go into that. So he basically was brought back into NASA again because they were always asking him these questions because he was always, you know, one of the top people with electrical engineering. And one of, when one of the spaceships was shot into orbit, they had the separation of the uh, stages. They had on videotape being monitored from the Earth orbit of, a nest, of another vessel coming up and flying beside the Saturn V rocket with the astronauts aside. And they showed him this video. Remember, he had top secret clearance. And they asked everybody in the room. What is this? What do you think it is? What do you think is flying beside this other spaceship? And they ask my friend, what do you think it is? And he goes, well, you know, you know I'll be honest with you. What I think it is is not what you think it is. Well, their consensus was they didn't know what it was, and that's the only thing they were going to say. So then they asked my friend, what do you think it is? Well, I know what it is. They said, well, get out, shut up, and go away. They threw him out again. And I asked him yesterday, I said, well, what was it? He is what's demonic entities that use whatever types of vessels they want to use in order to investigate what we're doing here on this planet with the technology that they've given us. And I went, whoa, okay. So there we have it now. Top insider from NASA, top secret clearance, telling you basically that the videotapes that we received from the moon was fake. Now, I asked him, I said, well, Lee, do you think Apollo went to the moon? He goes, I don't know, but I can tell you the video that we received and all of the information that we received was fake. I thought, okay, that makes sense. But I've been telling you guys that for years and years and years. Now, again, Ted Brower is not saying we haven't been to the moon. I believe we've been to the moon, and I think it's a whole lot more than being to the moon. I think we've been there for a bit. But the reality is they don't want you to know the technology that they've retro-engineered including biotechnology that Libra's put together using nanotubules, using graphene oxide as a substrate to produce this microfiber stuff inside of your body, which ties right back into Morgellons. So then you say, well, Ted, this sounds hopeless. This sounds awful. And now they're basically causing people to die in hospitals with remdesivir, and they're doing all of this stuff. Why do you think I say to you every single time I do a show, when you say, what do we do? Number one, we got to pray. Because when we pray, we produce scalar energy, and we change the fabric of space-time. I can't make that any more clear. God gave us that ability. Number two, we've got to put our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. He is the only answer. God Almighty, 2,000 years ago, put him into the timeline to deliver us from the evil one, the same group of entities, the same satanic group that's been around for thousands upon thousands of years, all the way back to the Garden of Eden, all the way back to when they had a big coup d'etat in heaven. And a third of them got the boot, and God threw them out. All of this stuff is real. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, and we got to get that. It's against these entities. That's why it says in the book of Ephesians, stand your ground. And above all else, you've got to stand. 
And if we do that, we begin to realize very, very quickly that our hope is in Christ. And without Christ, there's absolutely no hope in any of this. Because, guys, remember something about this. You know, we've got to realize that when these retroviruses, these injections or these RNA things are put into our bodies, at that point they can use a right line of frequencies which can activate a light function or a psychotronic weapon inside of these things, and they can connect us into a D-wave computer. The United States States spent $10 million in six months of time in Iraq to optimize what they call cluster topology, the way these parts are arranged so they could do a, how should I say, beta test to determine how to basically insert an artificial intelligence into humans using the RNA that had already been incorporated into their cells by spraying them with, that would be chemtrails. This turns you into a bio-robot. This RNA cluster basically carries an artificial intelligence or allows you to be connected into a D-wave computer. This is what smart does. does. It gets into the cells when you go outside and you breathe. And what they found with Morgellons is that the primary people that are affected by Morgellons are the people that have been exposed to how should I say, large amounts of heavy metal toxicity through vaccines like aluminum and barium and strontium through chemtrails and also through mercury through being vaccinated. And this allows them to create a Morgellons antenna inside of you. And this Morgellons antenna, what it does, it allows them to connect you into their smart grid. Remember, all of these antennas globally, Doppler radar, sea-based radar domes, wind towers, cell towers, all of these are radiating you constantly, which allows them to tie into the Morgellons antenna or now into the RNA antenna they put into you through spike proteins, which allow this graphene oxide to continue to grow and to develop. And also remember, when you get exposed to blue light, which guess what? It's on all of our screens. Turn off, make sure you use blue light filters. You, you know, they've got satellites now. They're projecting 5G throughout the whole world, 25,000 of them. They can adjust those to put out blue light. And when you get exposed to large amounts of blue light, the Morgellons fibers start to grow inside of the body. And we need to understand this Morgellon stuff are basically fibers that, you know, are self-assembling nanobot crystals. They're very, very, very real. And if we think we can just pretend like they're not real, then at this point we're basically going to be kidding ourselves. We've got to understand that the Morgellons – and these injections and the smart dust and Lieber's biotechnologies are all connected and hooked at the hip. You have all of these people who have Morgellons. They are put on the back burner if you want to tell them that they're crazy because they're itching and they feel like they're demonically possessed. Many of them, again, have been involved in black magic, have a lot of tattoos, have heavy metal toxicity. And these fruiting bodies that this Morgellons produces from this nanotechnology – when it gets expelled, it starts to itch seriously, unbelievably itches. And what we have to understand is that these types of people, when they've been infected with these types of things, are, are basically being nanobot, you know, programmed and produced and, and basically controlled if it gets bad enough. So what, we're, what are we going to do as Christians? Again, we as Christians have to stand firm in the word of God. And the biggest thing we've got to do is, doggone it, we've got to tell the truth. And we've got to tell other Christians what's going on. I know I've been really technical this morning. and I've, I've, I've gone through some of this stuff. I didn't even talk about Maxwell field equations and fourth-dimensional interfaces. I could have done that today, but I've done it before in other shows. But what we have to understand is that this group of people that are running the planet right now, they've been here before. The Bible of Genesis chapter 6 says they were here before and after the flood. Read it yourself. They haven't gone anywhere. 
And basically, these are the snake people, the people who believe that the that God, that their God is a snake. That's why he's always the winged serpent, Quetzalcoatl, and all the other things you see on the pyramids. Or he's a Draco reptilian, in which he's a reptile, which, you know, of course, a snake and reptiles are all linked together. And all of these things are all part of what's happening around us. But we don't want to think about it. Why? Because we're trying to figure out how to pay our mortgage. We're trying to figure out how to make the car payment. We're trying to figure out how we can operate on one income and not put our children into a government-controlled daycare in which they're exposed to all types of diseases and social programming because they've done all of this stuff to us through the Frankfurt School. And why is it? Every time you dig into this stuff, every single time, all roads lead back to Zionism. Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's why. Because in their religion, for all of you new listeners, the book of Thessalonians says that they have to rebuild a third temple to allow their Antichrist to come out after he's been pierced with the spear of destiny, that's what they believe, and shed his own blood in the Holy of Holies to walk out and declare himself God. They want to resurrect their serpent God, and they believe the only way they could do that is to make the earth totally good or totally bad. And 17 Zevi in 1666 decided he was going to make it totally bad. That was picked up by the Rothschild banking cartels, Jacob Frank, who brought the Rothschilds into this whole fray of the Satanism, and they're the ones who run the world. That's why the Bible says they claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan the same group that crucified Christ. It's always the same people. It's the same people who took down Building 7, who took down the trade towers. Who do, It's the same group that does all of this. It's always the same group, and they're demonically inspired. And now they're trying to connect us into a D-Wave computer so that we can be chipped, so we can become an Internet node, the Internet of Things, and Lucifer, who is not, I repeat, is not omnipresent, can basically control us. Remember the book of Genesis, it says that, just, that Satan's head was basically crushed. It says that by, by Jesus when he comes. Well, remember this. I've dealt with a lot of snakes here in central Florida. And I remember I had one guy tell me one time, an old-timer, he's an old Floridian, and we were killing water moccasins one day. And he goes, I don't pick up that snake. I said, he's dead. He goes, it'll still bite you. Get near the head, it's an automatic, automatic, autonomic reflex. It'll bite you. And I thought, whoa. So that's why I said, so I could sever this head, cut it off, Hold the head up, stick my hand near it, it would snap and bite. Yes, he said, it'll also inject venom into you. After it's dead, after its head has been decapitated. And then we also hear, and, I, he, and my friends would tell me, look, I would, kill, I would cut a snake's head off. I mean, I've killed hundreds of these doggone pit vipers down here. And I'd cut a snake's head off, and it'd flip and flail. It would flip and flail, flop and flip and flail. And sometimes it would twitch for an hour. You think, well, gosh, it doesn't even have a head, but it's still moving. Yep because of the autonomic nervous system inside of that snake and how it's put together. It's a reptilian thing. So here's the problem. Satan got his head cut off. He can still bite you. He got stomped. And it says in the book of Revelation, it says that his, that the mortal wound on his head had been healed. Why? That happened, through, that happened through human sacrifice, through abortion, and feeding the entities on the other side of the veil, the energy from our life photons, as human sacrifices. That's why God kept fussing at them throughout the Old Testament. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop feeding your children, sacrificing your children, sending your children through the fire, to Baal, and to Moloch, and to Asherah. Because he knew what they were doing. They were feeding these fallen angels and fallen entities on the other side of the veil. He tried to warn us. Then he sent Christ. Remember, guys, it's really important. Satan has the ability to bite you even though he's been severed. 
he could cause all kinds of damage to you. You gotta stay firm in the word. You gotta pray. I pray for you guys this morning. You gotta plead the blood of Christ over yourselves. You've gotta, you've gotta station angels all around yourself, the good guys. And you gotta basically put a hedge of thorns around yourself. Cause his flopping and flailing that he's doing with his head being severed and being crushed is pretty doggone destructive. And we gotta understand that. And he's the one who's the god of this age running this planet. We've gotta understand that. You know, this morning I was praying for my friend in the hospital. And, and I'm so frustrated with that whole thing because he's still in there. And I finally began to realize that, you know, a lot of what happens to us is based upon our decisions. And I had a long talk with Sharon this morning before we prayed. And she was saying that, well, this is in God's hands. And I said, yes, it is in God's hands. I said, but you're, now you're talking about strict providentialism. And it's important that we understand that that's not reality. We can't think like that. In other words, if he dies, it was God's will. Well, maybe – People need to take vitamin C and D3 and potassium iodine and zinc and ivermectin if they start getting sick and stay healthy. Is it God's will if you step out in front of a semi-truck doing 80 miles an hour for you to be crushed by the semi-truck and killed? Did God wish that on you? The answer is no. That's providentialism. The problem that we have is that we're given autonomy on this planet and we're not basically controlled by God. They want us as bio-robots. They want to control everything we do and think. So that every thought of every thought that we have in our mind, like it was in Genesis 6, is evil so we can feed them more energy. The problem that we have is that we think that God is coming in and micromanaging us. He doesn't do that. Now, he can intervene in the affairs of men, and he can give you a supernatural healing. And he can show up like he did with Pat a few weeks ago in the doggone hospital, pick her up, and heal her on the spot. He can do that. But he also gives us autonomy. You know, we know what we're supposed to do. If we know something is toxic... Don't do it. He warns you in the Old Testament, if you do this, then I'm going to do this. If you do this, then this is going to happen. He doesn't make these decisions for you. He lets you do it, and you have to understand that. And he tells you in the Old Testament, if you eat pork, that basically you're breaking the Old Testament guidelines of basically health, and you're going to have these long and lingering diseases, and you're going to die. People go, I don't care. I like my pork. I'll eat my pork if I want to eat my pork. See, that's the problem, isn't it? Isn't that the problem? God gives you a specific guideline to follow, and you go, I don't want to follow that because I like to have my pork chops. And you go, well, that's okay. God goes, whatever. He goes, you're not going to go to hell because you eat pork, but you're going to get to heaven a lot quicker. Letting you know that in advance. Does that mean that he's going to stop you from eating pork? No, he doesn't do that. He's going to let you do whatever you want to do because he wants to give you freedom of will. Lucifer doesn't want you to have freedom of will. He wants every thought evil all of the time to completely control you as a bio-robot to make himself omnipresent through a D-wave computer in an interdimensional interface. That's what he wants, like he did back in Genesis chapter 6. And if we understand that, if we get that, then we can stand against this. We can stand our ground, like he says in Ephesians. But we've got to realize who we're fighting. You know, in Austin and I, you know, we talk about this all the time. We always try our best to keep everybody's hearts and minds in Christ. Because Austin and I know that even with our own families, that we've got to do the best we possibly can in every instant to try to follow God's word. Because we all know he's an if-then God. So, but I want to cover that to you today with you today and let you guys know that, you know, without Jesus, there is no hope. That's why I constantly talk about Christ. We have got ourselves into one doggone fight. And these guys aren't playing a game with us. They're playing for our very souls. Austin, what do you think about what's your first story? 
Absolutely. And also, too, with a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, remember last week I told you that the FDA came back in and they basically said that they were not going to recommend the booster shot. They had an eight-hour an eight hour long interview basically with doctors from all over the country on teleconferences and I, I spoke to that in detail on Monday about what happened with that and here's the irony now the FDA got their arm twisted yesterday and they as of Wednesday stated now that they will be allowing emergency use of the Pfizer booster shot for those that are over 65 and for 18 and year olds and older that are high risk of severe COVID and those such as health workers and teachers <laughs> you can't even make this up. So that entire eight hour interview, that board meeting, that committee meeting that they had where the doctors coming in and saying the injection is causing more deaths than COVID. This injection is causing huge health problems. I want to, I mean, I quoted multiple doctors. They're now saying that the CDC estimates that there are 53 million Americans aged 65 and older, and another 20 million are healthcare workers, and as many as 100 million are estimated to have medical conditions that put them in a high-risk category of contracting COVID. So they literally just said, oh, by the way, we approve about 180 million people to get the booster shot now, even though we have no no long-term efficacy or health standards on what this injection is going to do with a third booster shot. The only thing we can take a look at is Israel, who has already had the third Pfizer booster shot and now are having COVID rates at one of the highest levels they've ever experienced since the beginning of 2020 now. I mean, like the, the worst they've had, hospitalizations of individuals who are all vaccinated, deaths of people that are all vaccinated. And, of course, the health minister comes out. I told you guys a couple of weeks ago in Israel, and he goes, well, we figured out the problem. We figured out the solution, and we figured out exactly what we have to do now to move forward. We need a fourth booster shot now. That will definitely solve the problem. That will fix everything that's going on. Now, you literally have to have your head so far in the mud, you can't even see light anymore if you actually believe this is something that's all going to help, considering the research, considering the studies that we've seen now showing that the shot does not protect anything whatsoever. So now, the FDA, after that eight-hour meeting, apparently somebody sat down with the FDA, and they had a little talk with them and said, listen, we don't care what you're doing. And by the way, the only one that got approved is Pfizer. Imagine that. Remember I told you guys a couple months ago, the projections now that Pfizer is showing, if they charge $45 for each injection and they can sell roughly 4 billion injections a year, which would be around two injections plus two booster shots, four shots every year, and total gross revenue, it would generate them about $750 billion a year just in COVID injections. That's what they're doing. This is where they're taking it. And the reason why is because people keep going along with it. But we're making huge, huge leadway. We're seeing now that the populace is starting to wake up. This is one of the biggest awakenings we've ever seen in this country where people are starting to understand that this isn't a joke anymore. This is not about our health. It's not about our protection. And it sure as heck is not about our freedom. We're, the world's starting to wake up. The medical free, freedom movement is one of the most important things I think we've probably ever seen in this generation. And it's not it's, – this is not something you compromise on anymore. We're not going to bend. We're not going to break. We're not going to surrender on this. People are waking up. You have people in Australia now posting videos all over the media 
riot police, hundreds of riot police in full military body armor, head to toe, ski mask on, with weapons, fully loaded, fully real weapons with rubber bullets, shooting people in the face and in the back and in the head, walking down the street. Because it's for their protection. Got to remember, they're, they're shooting them for their protection because they're outside with more than one person and they don't have a mask on, so they shoot them in the face with a rubber 12-gauge shell. Because, I mean, gosh, it, I mean, it makes total sense, right? It's for your protection. You wear a mask or I shoot you in the face because it's, it's for your protection. It's for your safety. We're, we're shooting you for your safety. Well, Australia is starting to have enough. Another country that's really having enough is the U.K. One of the reasons why I found out now, I was reading this earlier, one of the things that's happening now in the UK is it started back in September 20th, and it was launched by activists, and it's called The Light Paper. It's a monthly, physically printed newspaper distributed for free in the UK, presenting uncensored news and views that challenge the official narrative. And they also have PDF downloads for free as well, but they're printing off. They started September 2020. They printed off 20,000 copies, their first run. They are now printing off twenty, excuse me, two hundred thousand copies per month, plus another twenty thousand in Ireland, plus another twenty thousand in Jersey edition, and another ten thousand in the Island of Man. The paper is distributed independently at anti-lockdown rallies, coffee shops, hair salons, restaurants, pubs, letterboxes, gas stations, and many other locations. This is changing the way people see everything because we're actually reverting in our technology back to paper and ink but here's the thing about it they can't censor it all they can't stop the movement anymore we've seen now what they did with twitter what they've done with facebook with instagram with youtube they're all communist controlled state media run there i mean it's very clear what they do with that that's why every single post you see now if it mentions anything about covid it basically has a big fact checker thing on it and then they give you some stupid asinine reason about how somebody in a backroom basement has fact checked this and they find it to be partially false no, it's not partially false at all in a lot of stuff I've seen. It's just it doesn't fit the narrative. So the UK has gone back to paper and ink, which is one of the reasons why the UK is starting to become so militant about not having these injections and not having this vaccine passport. And for good reason, because as we're starting to see now, more and more truth is starting to wake people up. You saw part two of Project Veritas. If you guys saw that last night, that came out last night. An FDA employee, a U.S. FDA administration official named Taylor Lee is seen on camera essentially calling for the U.S. government to emulate, emulate Nazi Germany with a COVID mandate. He goes on to say, and I quote, census goes door to door if you don't respond, and we have the infrastructure to do that. I mean, it'll cost a ton of money, Taylor said, but I think at some point, I think there needs to be a registry of people who aren't vaccinated. And although I know that sounds very much like Nazi Germany, Nazi Germany, I mean, think about it. It was like the Jewish star. So if we put every anti-vaxxer like sheep into like Texas and you close off Texas from the rest of the world and you say, OK, you'll be in Texas until you deal with this pandemic. And then he goes on to say that he wants to call on the government to blow dart the covid injection into the vaccine hesitant black community in America. And I quote, he says, I think there's a lot of times, so there's also this issue. I remember reading about it in the COVID trials. We're having an issue recruiting American, African-American people. And essentially what we're going to have to do is, he goes, you can't really get them to take it. So at the same time, like a blow dart, that's what we're going to have to do. 
like a blow dart. I don't know. I don't know if this guy's ever used blow darts. I have. You stick a dart in basically a tube and you shoot it through forced air at the bottom. You blow a dart. So what's he referring to here? Is this, is this a literal statement? Is he being sarcastic? Is he used as a metaphor? We're going we're gonna to start running around with blow darts with vaccine shots in him? Is that what he's talking about? I don't know. You be the judge. But all I know is we're seeing more and more now this Project Veritas, that it's starting to ramp up, that they are going to do nothing as far as backing down. And that means that we have to dig in even harder and harder and harder. The fact that the FDA, after that eight-hour meeting last Friday, they still approved this booster shot for 180 million people in the United States shows you where they are with this and shows you how compromised they are. And we're seeing more and more now that there's this is going to escalate. I saw another article earlier now with a nurse that worked at Sydney and Lewis um, Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana, and has now been terminated for refusing to get the shot because she's pregnant. Adara Allen, who's now basically in the middle of a pregnancy, informed the staff that she would not be taking the injection because she already had blood clot issues in the past and already had a miscarriage. She said, I've lost another baby, and I, I can't do this again. So she said, I'm not going to get this injection. I'm going to have a healthy pregnancy. And so the medical staff basically said, well, no, you're not going to do that. You have to get the shot. So she went and got a medical exemption. Then she went to two different doctors. Well, the two different doctors gave her conflicting recommendations and then notified when they were called notified the hospital that they had conflicting recommendations and that she didn't have a legitimate medical exemption. Are you kidding me? A pregnant woman that's already had issues with miscarriages and they're saying that she doesn't have a legitimate medical exemption, she still has to take the shot. And she was terminated. Now apparently they're looking at basically filing a lawsuit now because they did not provide her any type of reasonable expectation as far as being able to be exempt from this. So I don't know where this is going to go. But I can tell you right now, this is going to be a serious issue. And, you know, my prayers go out to this family because now she said she doesn't know what to do. She's got a high pregnancy, high-risk pregnancy, and she doesn't have health insurance anymore because she's being dropped because she had it through the hospital. And this is something that's so asinine in the middle of what we're seeing now right now where we're already having a staff shortage. You have these hospitals now that are backing down, not backing down. And this means that we absolutely cannot back down at all under any circumstances. Once you allow an entity, a person, an individual, a business, a government, once you allow them to dictate what they can inject and insert into your body at any time they please, they de facto own you at that point. And they will never stop, like the booster shot now. They're now saying that the Biden administration now is getting planned up. They're going to demand and basically mandate that the booster shot is now given to all healthcare workers and all federal employees. Of course, of course, Congress and uh, the Senate and the White House administration, they're completely exempt from this, right? They're, they're, they're totally exempt from this because they don't, they can't get COVID apparently. They're just completely and totally exempt from it, which shows you the level of lies and manipulation and deceit that they are pushing all over the populace right now and why it's even more important that everybody continue to stay strong on this. Also, to another news, this is interesting enough. Remember I told you we've been having these issues we've been looking at now with this IRS reporting requirement that the Biden administration has basically been trying to put forward, which I mean, it's absolutely insane, the level of invasive 
and the invasiveness and the amount of violation of constitutional rights as far as the ability to have secured in our house and our persons our papers free from search without basically a search warrant. Well, what they're wanting to do now with this IRS report, and you guys have already seen, anything more than $600 in your account and $600 per in transactions, they want a full transaction report to the IRS. Well, this isn't to go and protect anybody against you know drug dealers or people that are funding terrorists, which is, of course, the guys that they're trying to use and the lie that they're trying to use. It's all about finding out who and what you buy and what you basically have in contact, whether you buy guns, whether you buy ammo, whether you buy anything. This is what they're spooling up to do. Now, of course, they're going to have a hard time getting this through, which I mean, I hope they do. I hope the courts basically strike this down. It's completely and totally unconstitutional. But again, what they want to start doing is they want to start getting lists. They want to tighten down the list is what they're doing. They now see the ones that have gotten the injection. They know that those will be the ones that comply with everything. Because it's funny that, you know, we talked about it last year, and it's not funny like, ha-ha, it's funny, almost an ironic standpoint, when I told people, basically, the masks don't work, and I show them the research. I said, well, it doesn't matter. They told me I have to wear a mask, so I'm going to wear a mask. I said, okay, that's fine. You have to wear a mask while you're outside by yourself walking through the parking lot. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Well, then I said, what, what are you going to, where are you going to stop this? Well, it's just mask. It's just lockdowns. So we're locking down a, a healthy population. So that's never been done before. I said, but okay, cool story. And then I said, well, what happens when the shots start rolling out? And they start telling you, you got to wear a shot. No, they're going to take a shot. And they said, oh, no, it's never going to happen. They're never going to tell us to take a shot. They can't do that. And I talked to the same people. I said, would you get your shot? Well, yeah, I got my shot. I just, that's all. That's only that. I'm getting the injection. I'm getting it over with. I don't want to be bothered. I said, okay. Okay. What do you, what do you think they're going to do next? What happens when they tell you you have to put the DARPA RFID chip injected into you so it can detect whether or not you have COVID, which by the way, that technology has already been out and been tested. Oh, I'm never getting the chip. I'm never, I'm never doing this. this is my, my, my line is getting the RNA experimental injection. Okay, right. So when they mandate that you get the chip or else you can't have a job here, you're, you're just going to quit? Well, you know, we'll see. It may not be that big of a deal. You know, the chip may actually be helpful. There you go. And just like that, they convinced a huge percentage of the entire population to take the mark, and nobody even thought the otherwise. They just took it blindly. Slow classical conditioning to the point that where people don't even ask questions anymore. This is why they're so bent on trying to make sure that they disarm the entire world. That's why the United Nations is putting together their disarmament treaty, and they want to make sure no civilians have any firearms whatsoever. This is why they want to go down this realm, because they know and I've said this repeatedly, the only reason that somebody wants to fully disarm you is because they know you will shoot them for what they're about to do to you next. That's it. There's no other reason somebody wants to fully disarm you against your will because they know if they let you have their guns, what they're about to do to you next, they're going to get shot over. This is why it's so important. You stay trained, you stay accurate, and you still stay well-prepped. I let everybody know this today. I got a phone call from our main supplier that does our organic food buckets and our meat buckets. They let us know that at the beginning of October, we're having a 30% increase on my wholesale cost of the meat buckets, 30% increase. And I argued to him that I was blue in the face, and he said, Austin, you don't understand. He said, 
all the projections, all the futures, everything's going up on meat. He said, we're literally about to start losing money on these meat buckets. He goes, I'm not trying to rip anybody off. He's like, I'm telling you right now. He goes, everything's going up. So I said, okay. I said, well, I'm going to start you know, basically ordering a whole bunch of them right now at this price. So I'm giving everybody a heads up. If you want to start getting food buckets or meat buckets, now the food buckets, the regular organic ones, have not had another price increase. They already had one price increase that we ate. They have not had another one yet. They said it's going to be towards the end of the year. But I'm telling you right now, this is what's happening. This is why ammo has gone through the roof. This is why firearms have gone through the roof. This is why food is starting to go through the roof, especially meat. The other day I was at Publix grabbing some organic chicken. We were out. I just needed a couple breasts to make some some dinner, and I look at it, and their grass fed beef, real real high quality grass fed beef that they had, it was ten ninety nine a pound, eleven dollars a pound for organic grass fed beef. And I looked at it, I had sticker shock for a second. I said eleven dollars a pound for ground beef. Oh great, like I said, this was high end ground beef. And I'm like, well, that, that that's not happening today. We're just going to pass on that. Their buffalo was fourteen dollars a pound. Which, granted, Buffalo's never cheap, so I mean, I'm not expecting that to be cheap. But, I mean, golly, guys, we're watching it happen. And so that's what's happening right now with the food buckets that we have. They're looking at this. They have these freeze-dried you know, meat food buckets that are good, for I think, for 15 or 20 years. And they got to get all this meat together and process it and basically box it and you know, can it in the, the bucket. And so I'm letting everybody know the prices of everything are starting to go up all across the board. It's not just us. That's why, too, you started to see the supply chain breakdown. Every single week, behind the scenes, we're fighting with shipment companies, with FedEx, with all these other ones, when we're trying to get supplies and pallets in. Because they flat out told us, we don't have any drivers to get it out to you. I said, okay, we're set up again. We're headed to Orlando. We're going to go pick it up from the dock. Because it'll literally be sitting at the warehouse in Orlando or Tampa, and they flat out say, we can't get a driver out to you to deliver it for another week. I'm like, what do you mean? It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. We're so backlogged. We have 20 tractor trailers that are full of material, full of product, and we don't have anybody to basically unload them. So we'll get to you when we get to you. We're like, okay, get it on the dock. We'll get it signed off. We'll go pick it up ourselves. This is starting to escalate unlike anything I've ever seen in my life before. I'll just be honest with you. But again, we know what's happening right now. And a wise man prepares and basically stays ahead of the curve like we've continued to do the last year and a half. That's why it's so important, like Dad said. Keep your immune system strong and try to stay out of the hospital the best you can unless it's an absolute emergency. It's like every time I talk to somebody that I personally know that goes to the hospital, the first thing they do is put them on rendesivir. And I've already told you guys, that stuff is one of the most toxic intravenous compounds known to man right now. There's a reason why within three days in the research study, they had to pull off like 30 or 40% of the research participants because they all started going to full kidney and liver failure. Within three days, guys. You understand how toxic of a compound that is? Within a few days, you start going into full phase. You remember, the liver's a pretty strong organ. I mean, you can abuse the heck out of your liver, and you can detox it and clean it out, and you can repair it pretty good. This stuff's that toxic. So again, be aware of what's going on. Continue to keep your immune system strong. We know what they're doing. We know what they're having in store for us, and so right now, the medical freedom movement is something that we have the ability right now to make huge changes with, huge changes. But people have to start sticking together. If you're in a hospital and they're doing this, start talking to all different nurses, physicians, and get their take on it, what they're doing with the shot. I got another email from another customer, another listener. They're basically up in the northern area, and they're fighting this right now in their hospital. There's another like 20 or 30 of them that are saying, no, if you're going to fire all of us, you're going to fire all of us. 
you know, you're going to lose like half of your hospital staff in one stroke if that's what you want to do. And a lot of these hospitals can't afford to do that, but they're in a quandary because they're going to get fined by the completely and totally out-of-control federal government right now that's trying to mandate this. So again, there's only one option, and that's standing up for what's right and standing up for freedom because medical freedom is a huge deal. Once, like I said, somebody tells you what you have to inject, what you have to basically take by pill form, what they basically have the right to start shooting you up with – Guys, there is no more freedom at that point because your body is no longer yours. It's with the whim of whatever somebody says has to be shot up into it. So I encourage you guys. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for getting these shows out. I've got a lot of other articles I'm going. I didn't even get into that because we went off on this. Got way more stuff we're working on for tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a great show, and we got Hagman tomorrow. But again, I encourage you. Thank you for getting the truth out there and forwarding our show and forwarding the articles and supporting Health Masters. If you guys need anything at all, feel free to give us a call, healthmasters.com. Check out the website. We have lots of different specials and stuff going on. As always, by all means, continue to stay prepped for whatever you need and have backups for whatever you need right now for in the future because it's very clear nothing is getting cheaper at all. So anything you pretty much buy right now that you're going to need in the future, you're getting a discount on it, so to speak. So I continue to encourage everybody. Thank you again for the support of HealthMasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>